Hi, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and we're once again recording at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Verderosa. Our guest this week is an actress, activist, and humanitarian who's been working steadily in films and television for the last six decades. TV appearances include Run for Your Life, The Bionic Woman, Heart to Heart, Dream On, Chicago Hope, Arliss, Providence, Cougar Town, and CSI. Among her memorable film roles are The Harrod Experiment, Pacific Heights, Citizen Ruth, I Heart Huckabees, and the Charlie Chaplin-directed A Countess from Hong Kong, in which she shared the screen with Sophia Loren and Marlon Brando. Her decades-long commitment to the well-being of animals began while filming in Africa way back in 1969, and the experience later inspired her both the Raw Foundation and Shambhala Preserve, an 80-acre habitat which protects and preserves the lives of lions, tigers, and other exotic creatures. But as an actress and performer, she'll always be known to audiences all over the world as the icy blonde, (laughs) Marnie Edgar, and Melanie Daniels in the classic Alfred Hitchcock thrillers, Marnie and the Birds. Her engrossing new memoir is called Tippy, and we're thrilled to have her here on the podcast. Please welcome to the show, Melanie Griffith's mommy (laughs) and Dakota Johnson's nana, the lovely and talented Tippy Hedren. Oh, thank you. That's the best introduction I've ever had. Thank you. Well, it's certainly the longest. It is long, too. We we could also say uh, she's Dakota Johnson's bubby. (laughs) Dakota Johnson's bubby. (laughs) Tippy, we know you're a busy lady, and we're we're very grateful that you took the time to do this. Oh, it's my pleasure. And we love the book. We both read it. Oh, I'm even more thrilled about that. (laughs) Now, you you started off first as a model. And I did. how did you get into modeling at first? Uh, actually, I was uh, getting off the streetcar in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, coming home from high school. And a lady came toward me and handed me her card and said, would you ask your mother to bring you down to Donaldson's department store? We'd like to have you model in our Saturday morning fashion shows. That's what started the whole thing. It was very dramatic, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like those stories you hear about Lana Turner being discovered at Schwab's Absol- at the, same at the thing. counter. Yes, yeah. same thing. It's wonderful. Uh-huh. And and so you were a model, a successful model for a while, and then you made the mistake of uh, having your <laughs> 31st birthday. <laughs> 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 oh, that's about true. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, I did. and 31 for a model is like 100 in model years. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, you, a, you, it's you, a very touching part of the book where you said you, you were looking for a second career, and when the call came, you were even thinking about taking a typing class and learning, and learning some yeah. marketable skills. 
Well, I had to do something. Right. You know, and I thought I didn't, I don't type. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of a, a prerequisite to getting a job anywhere, except for the dramatic arts. It's an interesting thing. So you kind of, and, and it's funny because you had the talent and beauty to take advantage of these opportunities, but the opportunities were coming at you pretty easily at first. Like the mm-hmm. modeling thing, they found you. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, you got a, a message when you were thinking of getting a second career that a famous director wanted to talk to you. Yes, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, I, uh, when I, when I got the call, I said, well, who is this person who is interested in me? And then she said, well, would you come down to our office and we'll talk about it? And uh, so I did. I went down over to the studio, and um, uh, it was there in that office. And uh, I said, well, well, come on, who is it? And Because uh, they, they laid out the contract and what the money would be, everything. And, um, and they said, if you agree with all of this, um, we'll go down and meet Alfred Hitchcock. Wow. Did you meet Lou Wasserman first? Yes. Yeah, but was that the, fir- the first meeting? When they still, uh, you said you say in the book they still wouldn't tell you, and your own agent knew and wouldn't tell you. No, nobody would tell me. Nobody. How bizarre! It, it became it became a, a game. You know, it was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't disappointed when I heard the name. Of course. And yeah, when they would your tests, they were asking you some very strange questions. I thought so too. <laughs> <laughs> Made me kind of mad, actually. Yeah. What, what were they, <laughs> they were trying you? to he was trying to get me to um uh, I don't know show some kind of anger or whatever you know I'm I'm sure that's what it was Oh so it was kind of like an acting test to see if oh, they could Oh I th- I think so. Yeah, get your goat and see what happened. I think that's what they were doing. Yeah. Like they were phrasing it like uh you've had a lot of male friends in your career oh, and stuff yeah. like that. And... Yeah, it was really creepy. <laughs> Wasn't that Hitchcock's yeah. lawyer that they they sent in originally to meet with you and ask all those inappropriate questions? That's what's Oh, in the... yeah, that was a uh yes and and um uh that was actually after I was in uh, I had been signed right. to the contract right. and uh you know, and this man really made me angry. In fact, I walked out of the room and slammed the door. I've never slammed a door harder in my life. Wow. I was so upset with, with the accusations. Yeah. Right, right, right. But it was, was it a seven-picture contract or a seven-year contract? It was seven years. Seven <laughs> years. Yes. Yeah. And so your yeah. first movie then was, was The Birds. It was. Yes. And... Now that's taking on a lot for a, of course. For a brand new actress. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's uh, tough enough dealing with people, but then you throw in all those birds and it becomes uh, something else. But 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 for before that he he, he had you they, they had you uh, they brought Martin Balsam in they sent Martin Balsam across the country to do a screen test with you yes I mean there weren't any uh, any actors in Hollywood who could have done that <laughs> right. had to fly Martin fly Martin Balsam in from New York. <laughs> and and they had a uh, Hitchcock had seen you in a TV commercial. Yes, it was a a Sego commercial. You know the the diet drink, and I think I weighed all of a hundred pounds when I did the commercial. Um, 
But it was a storyline. There was a story to it. I'm, I'm walking down the street, and this little boy whistles at me, and I turn and smile at him, and it was really very cute. Uh, so anyway, that's the uh, that's the commercial that um, uh, Hitchcock. I, I think it was Mrs. Hitchcock who saw it on the Today Show. And I don't I don't really know where it was yeah. being shown. Yeah, get the girl. That's kind of what it was. Yeah, interesting. And mm-hmm. and then shortly. Into the film, uh, my favorite part of the book, of course, uh, Hitchcock attacked you. Well, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't actually. Th- those are very strong words. <laughs> um, he <laughs> he didn't attack me. He just uh, uh, made it known of what his intentions were, and I didn't appreciate it, and I rather stormed out of the room. It's interesting in the book, too. You, you talk about when, when the mystery was starting to be revealed. Your agent wouldn't tell you who it was. Lou Wasserman yeah. wouldn't tell you who it was. And then you finally met Hitchcock. And you describe him in the book as, as sh- a shorter and rounder than you, had, than you had pictured or that you had imagined. Yeah, actually. Well, you know, we all have that, that vision of him standing in the door with that profile. Right, the famous you know, silhouette. His, right, right, yes, right, right. His, his TV commercials, yeah. You also describe in the book as remarkably unattractive, which gave me a chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would you describe him? Of course. And, and I love that he told you off-color limericks, too. That he had. Oh, a, he I didn't know he had everybody. a pension for that. He, had a, he would tell anybody all those nasty limericks. Uh, on the set, he'd just, you know, come out with all of these terrible limericks and um, uh, everybody would laugh. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't think many of them were very funny. Yeah. And, and one time he was in a car with you on the way to a premiere and he grabbed <laughs> you and started kissing you. Well, the, uh, thankfully, we were at a stop. In fact, we were just <laughs> when he did it because I opened the door and practically fell out of the car uh but we would had, had just pulled up to this to this um uh, studio you know where all the guards are and all of that and he pulled this trick and and um i you know just got the door open and literally I almost fell out of the out of the car it was embarrassing it was very you can embarrassing imagine. so when you let it be known that you are not at all interested in him what what did he say to you? Uh, he he really didn't have any opportunity because I I really didn't have any more meetings with him. After that, I I heard uh, in your book you say that at one point he said, "I'll ruin your career." Yeah, he did say that. He did say that, and I said, "Do what you have to do," and I sailed out the door. And two weeks later, I got the call from Charlie Chaplin to do The Countess of Hong Kong. Wow. With Sophia Loren and Marlon Brando. So, nana, nana, nana. <laughs> <laughs> and in, in Birds, they, it, it's, it's like, like a horror thing. I mean, where yes. in real life, he, they were throwing act, live birds at you, flinging them at you, and they're pecking at your skin. And did you think, like, this was also uh, Hitchcock's revenge? Was, like, because he was angry that you didn't accept his advances? Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know that it was that. I, I, uh, 
uh, the, you know, it, it, it sounded worse than it was with the birds being thrown at me because I really was, I, I apparently was very good at keeping them at bay. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the, of the timing of all of this. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time. Happened. It has been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because pretty much when I, you know, said I was through, I, I was finished. You know, it was after Marnie when that uh, all that happened. Yeah, you had to endure a lot in two two yeah. films. Oh, I didn't endure anything. I didn't put up with anything, so I didn't have to endure it. Yeah, I just meant the um, stress and the. Um. Yeah. That that is a stress is never good. I just want to go back too, if I can, and this is this is a fascinating part of the book, Tippy, is that you 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 your initial meeting with him, you never discussed the work. You weren't at this point sure why he wanted to sign you. And they, and they mm-hmm. put you through the paces. You got a vocal coach. You went to meet with the, the famous Edith Head. What was she like, mm-hmm. by the way? Oh, she was. That's a, an icon. She was a wonderful, wonderful woman. And I had the good fortune of becoming. Um, uh, we became very good friends, and uh, it was not only awesome to watch her work, and uh, one of the things I I really appreciated about her was how she was able to twist the director's. Uh, mind uh, over to thinking the way she did about the clothes and what what should happen right with the with the gowns and the dresses or the costume and the stu- the studio was was also i mean there here, here you're going through the uh the training now you've got the vocal training they're giving you mm-hmm. uh they've, they've introduced you to Edith head you're getting a wardrobe and the studio yes. was somewhat lukewarm to the idea of 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 using an unknown actress in this film uh, yes, they were. They were, and uh, I thought, well, why, why wouldn't they? They're putting in somebody who's never, you know, really uh, done a film ever before. Why should we give this <laughs> this role to an unknown completely? Who? Uh, so I had um, I had my work cut out for me, and I said, I am going to succeed. I am going to do the. I'm going to be putty. In the hands of that director. Mm-hmm. And you you love both your leading men in those two movies. Uh, Robert Taylor. <laughs> A Rod, Rod Taylor. Rod Taylor, I mean. Mm-hmm. Rod Taylor yes. and Sean Connery. Yes. Oh, they were fabulous. They were absolutely fabulous. They were, they were good friends, um, consummate actors. It, it couldn't have been better. Yeah, we're big Rod Taylor fans, and we just lost him not long ago, maybe maybe a year, uh, two years ago. It was two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, it was very sad. I'll tell you, it's a great performance on your part, given given that it's your first film, and you're working with these crazy props, and you're working with animals, <laughs> and you're and you're going through this this uh, this this uh, uh, tumult off screen. Yeah, it was a lot to handle. Really, it really was. A lot of stuff going on. And at one point where he filmed it for like something like five days of you getting hit in the face with live birds. With those birds, yeah. We started on Monday morning and Friday afternoon. Um, I, I, um, one of the birds, because they had me uh, lying on the, on the, right by the door, and uh, they had the birds tied to me. And one of them jumped from my shoulder and 
you know, the claw got me way too close to my eye. And I just got all those birds off of me and uh, just sat there and just cried from sheer exhaustion. Some water bandages and they had to set quickly. Bandages. That's terrible. Yeah, it's a touching they part of the book. They all left me alone. Yeah. They all left me alone. Isn't that cute? Was I, Cary Grant visiting the set that day? Cary Grant came during the, the filming. It wasn't it wasn't that day. Uh it was another time that, you know, they were hurling birds at me and, oh, and he God. Came over, he said, hurling he birds said, at you. Hurling birds at me. And he said, uh, I think you're the bravest woman I've ever met. And I said, well, I don't, I'm not sure that's the name for it. And when you broke down crying after the bird almost poked your eye out, I, at the whole yeah. stage, everybody left. I heard. Yeah, they did. They left me. Isn't that, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. They did. And I managed to, and I was so exhausted after that week. I, rem- I I hardly remember driving home, and I got into my bed, and um, they uh, the nanny for Melanie, you know, my daughter, mm-hmm. Melanie Griffith, um, the nanny couldn't wake me, so she called the doctor, and um, uh, the doctor came, and, uh, and uh, Hitchcock came as well. And the doctor, you know, examined me and and, uh, talked to me a little. And he looked over at Hitchcock's and he said, what are you trying to do, kill her? Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think that's the case, but it was a thought. And speaking of your co-star, Suzanne Plachette became a friend for life, too. Oh, she did indeed, yes. And it was... Such a sadness that she became so ill and left us. She was, she, you know, and she, it was it was she who said, Tippy, it isn't always like this. You know, yeah. The, what I was going through with Hitchcock. Good comedic actress, Suzanne Plachette. Oh, she was a fine actress on every level. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, we're going to take a quick moment, and we're going to talk about one of our sponsors. And now back to the show. I remember, this is just a personal memory, going with my parents in Brooklyn. I was a little boy. I went with my parents in Brooklyn to see Marnie. Mm-hmm. And I remember as yeah. a kid, I called the movie Marty. Marty. <laughs> Not to be confused with Marty. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and I called the lead actor Scene Connery. Nice yeah. work. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very classy. <laughs> You still like Marnie? I I, I read uh, I read an interview with you, Tippy, and you, you that's that's uh, that's one of your favorites of your films. It is. Yeah, it is. It was a it was an incredible character to to you know have the privilege of playing, and um, yes, it is my favorite role. And it's a shame that 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 what happened between you and Hitchcock. I mean, you say in the book that at some point he just stopped caring about the film. Uh, I think there, he did. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. It's unfortunate. But it is a shame. It, 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 is, it is so tragic because, uh, you know, when, when I, I first went under contract with him and we were doing the birds and 
uh, and uh, and Marnie. Uh, we worked so well together. I would. It was just he was an amazing director, and uh, I was very fortunate in having his his um, being. Uh, you know, my first director, sure. actually. And Alma was involved uh, too, right? She was helping. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so it was it was very heartbreaking when uh, when all this kind of fell apart. And what happened with the phone booth scene too and the, and the, and the birds? There's something you talk about in the book that I never knew. That the, there was supposedly shatterproof was glass. Supposed to have, it was supposed to be shatterproof glass. And uh, when, you know, when the, the gull from the top of the studio uh it was on a it was on a thin wire and um uh when it hit the glass it just shattered over i mean it was awful they spent the afternoon picking shards of glass out of my with one side of my face wow um uh you know but that that is what is called an accident right and do you do you think that hitchcock actually did try to uh ruin or damage your career afterwards oh i i i think he probably did i I, just um uh keeping me under contract and his intention was not to put me in any other films so i think that was uh that was what his intention was however by some fluke um i got out of the contract it was just all of a sudden they called me and said tippy you're out of the contract and i I, I didn't even question. I was just so thrilled to be out of that that um, I don't really know what happened. I wish somebody would tell me what happened. Interesting. It it's mm-hmm. funny because we had former child star uh, Billy Mummy on right from Lost in Space, and he worked as a kid. He worked with uh, Alfred Hitchcock, and he hated him. To well, this day, he wasn't he kind him. to Billy to Billy Mummy. I, I, I from what I understand mm. about Hitchcock, he didn't tolerate children well. He did not. No. Yeah. They weren't necessary. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever? And this is. I'm sorry if this is a personal question, Tippy. Did you ever confront his wife? Did you ever confront Alma? I mean, you had a relationship with her. I did. She was aware of what was going on, and oh, sure, she was. Yeah, in fact, um, one day we ended up at the at the elevator. I I remember the scene so well because it had had such an effect on me. Um, And um, she looked at me and she said, "Tippy, I'm so sorry that you have to go through all of this." And I looked at her and I said, "But Alma, you could stop it." And her eyes just sort of glazed over, and she turned and walked away. Wow. So yeah. that was just part of it. She just knew mm-hmm. he would be obsessed yeah. with these different actresses. Yes, apparently. Yeah, I saw the scary uh, the movie. Thought. It's all very sick, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, it really is. And he had this obsession with blonde actresses. So they say. Mm-hmm. Seemed to be. Yeah. How much I saw the picture with Sienna Miller and and Toby Jones, the uh, the girl. How 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 much of that yes. was accurate? In your opinion, oh, it was very accurate. In fact, when they they uh, uh, wanted to do that that uh, um, film, they called me because they had to get my approval. Oh, to do it, and I said, "Well, I I will approve it if you let me be involved with um, the whole screening of it, the the writing of it, and all of it." So um, that was quite quite accurate. 
Did he? There's. I just, sometimes you read things on IMDb, Tippy, and you don't know if they're factual or not. You you offered. Uh, were you up for a role in Bedtime Story in the Brando picture? That's what they. Uh, I know there was a true. It was supposedly I a Truffaut offer. Francois Truffaut. Yeah, something. There was something that that um, uh, Truffaut was involved in. Uh, but um, oh gosh, that was so long ago. Was it Fahrenheit four fifty one or? Yeah, I don't know. It might have been. Yeah, something that, that Hitchcock put yeah. the kibosh on, Yes, you suspect. So tell us about Countess from Hong Kong, which is another, I mean, you're, you are the only actor, as I was telling Gilbert before you came in, to work, to be directed by both Alfred Hitchcock and Charlie Chaplin. Yes. Which is a pretty I cool am. thing. It's a, it's a wonderful distinction. Yes, it is. Yes. So it's like once you're out of your contract with Hitchcock, of old people, Charlie Chaplin... Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. I thought, we, wow, bingo. <laughs> we've done 137 of these episodes, uh, Tippy, and I think we only had uh-huh. maybe one or two people that worked with Chaplin. A character actor named Marvin Kaplan uh, worked, worked with Chaplin, mm-hmm. but I can't think of anybody else. You would be the second person. Yeah, well, he was amazing. Uh, Marlon Brando and Sophia Loren were in the uh, film as well. Uh, and, um, uh, Sophia was wonderful when she enjoyed Charlie and, uh, uh, Marlon Brando wanted to quit. He tried to get out of the contract because, uh, the way Charlie directed in which I loved, he acted out all of our parts and then he'd say, all right, now you do it now. <laughs> Amazing. And, <laughs> and well, can you imagine Marlon Brando no. handling that? No. No, you can't. And he wanted to get out of the contract. And, uh, of course, he couldn't get out of it. And um, he spent a miserable couple of weeks. But you yourself were impressed by Chaplin, you say in the book. Oh, yes. Yes, I was. And you said he did everything on the movie. Wrote it, directed it, the music. He did. Yes. It was just the whole thing was, was Charlie Chaplin. Did you have a pinch me moment awesome. at, at any point, Tippy? That you're thinking, you know, I'm this, I'm, oh, a, I'm a small town girl from Minnesota, uh, and now I'm being directed by, I'm in yeah. a movie with Charlie Chaplin yeah. and Marlon Brando. <laughs> oh, I've had so many pinch me moments about that that I'm black and blue still. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. And of course, needless to say, uh, Brando came on to you too. Oh well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean, he's a big star, and he, and I just said, I, you know, something, Marlon. I don't think we're going to be doing that. <laughs> that was the end of that. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> it wasn't my first rodeo, you know. Yeah, it, it, interesting that the you guys and I saw an interview with you. You said you never had any dalliances with your leading men. You respected them. You liked I didn't. them. Yes, I did, and I wanted to keep it that way. Very professional. Well, here's an interesting turning point in your career is you, you, you go off to Africa to, mm-hmm. to, to make a couple of films and uh, your life changes in a very, very dramatic way. It was, it was sort of like destiny, it really was. Um, uh, the film that, that, I, that I did there was working with um, a lion and... Um, uh, and also just being in Africa is a monumental experience. And um, You were in Zimbabwe originally? and Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, it was extremely exciting and wonderful. And, um, and that's where I, you know, got this 
this uh, feeling about the lions and uh, all of the animals in the wild and, and the problems they have with encroaching civilization, sport hunting, and, of course, worst of all, poaching. And sure. how many how many of the animals were di- disappearing uh, just because of those horrible situations. So it... it, it um, um, uh, getting back to the back to the uh, to LA, uh, we uh, we met a lion who was a working lion, and right. uh, he would come over to the house every now and then and <laughs> hang out with us, and you know, it was just, it was bizarre, and we'd we'd take photographs of him at at, at my house, and it, it got it, it became a rumor that I had this lion living in our house with us, which is not true. <laughs> Um, he'd come and visit, yes, but he was not living at, at our house. I mean, I want to straighten that out with everybody right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just so amazing to have this lion as a friend. And um, uh, my then husband and I became involved with, with uh, doing a film about the animals in the wild, and we chose the, the big cats as our movie stars. Right. And thus begins the odyssey. <laughs> yeah. That's a romantic notion, isn't it? Well, I, I, I'm struck by a couple of things. One is the trainer told you uh, that that the uh, the animal could love you at one minute and just just turn Completely, inexplicably. Yes. Well, it's not turning; it's just that's who they are. Right, that's their you know, nature. Yeah, yes, they they go you. back to being a lion. Yes, isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. Were you you were living? Oh, go, be, ahead, be, go ahead. Before you you know where my head is. <laughs> Every second. Uh, before we go, to, we'll get back to Raw in a minute. He's going into the gutter again, yes, Jeffy. I apologize yes. in advance for it. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. <laughs> President Kennedy. Oh, that's one of the uh, things in the book. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I was uh, over in the south of France um, um Actually, I was I, I was on a trip around the world, and um, which I, I did because my then husband was in the army and he was um, stationed in Japan, and I uh, he was going to be there for a while, so I was going to meet him there, and so I made the arrangements, and I was while I was uh, dealing with the, the the traveling tickets, you know, in the air with the with the plane. Um, I thought, wow, I'm halfway around the world. Why don't I just come home the other half and go through Europe and all of that and Asia and Europe? And and uh, so that's exactly what I did. And um, so I was, um, uh, I was in the south of France, and we met uh, uh, Mr. Kennedy. And he was... Very charming, as why not? He should be a senator at that point. Uh, he was a senator. Yeah, uh-huh. and um, uh, you know, it was just a, a lovely afternoon. And um, so after that afternoon, I went back to my hotel, and um, uh, I was uh, going to have dinner with friends, and. Uh, uh, I received a phone call saying that Senator Kennedy is downstairs. He has sent a car for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I, you know what? I have plans for this evening. Tell him thank you very much, but I have 
I have my evening planned already. But I thought, wow, what a you know how what an assumption to make. You know that somebody would just be ready there and right go off. Isn't that interesting? Good for you, Tippy. Yeah. Well, I've had a good Lutheran background. <laughs> good, good Lutheran parents, and uh, we had rules and yeah. regulations. My my wife is Lutheran <laughs> and also for, uh, Finnish roots, similar to similar to your <laughs> yeah. own. Uh huh. Yeah, she she re- she read your book too and related to that. Oh yes, yeah. But I just I have to get back to the lions visiting your house in Sherman okay. Oaks, <laughs> and the na- and neighbors asking you if there was a lion living there. I mean, it's really one of the funny parts oh, of the yeah. book. Oh yeah, because he he we uh, we had a um, um, our backyard was the swimming pool and you know all of that, and of course he'd go out there and hang out for a while, and one day he started a roar. And, you know, that sound carries for miles. <laughs> Imagine. I mean, it really does. And um, uh, the phone rang, and this neighbor said, Tippy, I'm having the strangest things happening. I, I'm, I'm hearing a lion roaring. And um, I made up some kind of an excuse about oh no 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 that was a that was a motorcycle out in front it, I thought it sounded like a lion too but no no, no it's just a motorcycle <laughs> rubbing up and <laughs> but you can't stop that roaring you know there's no way you can say shh, shh, shh you know don't do that quiet quiet and this and is, I I would think too with a lion even if it's not turning vicious or anything. It just being a cat, like if you play with a cat, it'll hit you with its paw. And I'm thinking, so sometimes maybe if they're just playing with you, they're hitting you with their paw, but their paw has a lot of power in it. Yes, it does. And claws that could tear you in half. Oh, absolutely. Well, fortunately, the uh, the trainer was around all the time. That uh, the, the lion's name was Neil, and... Uh, he was um, he was a definitely a gentleman. He was really a very very well trained animal, and um, uh, he was a, a contented animal as well. He was an amazing. It was a, 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 to to meet a, an animal like that, and to have a relationship that that was safe, uh, was a, a great gift to me. Yeah. There's a yeah. fun story of him jump, jumping on the table and and helping himself to the uh, was it what was it the roast or the chicken? Oh yeah, at yeah, your house. Yeah, we were, yeah, it was. Um, oh gosh, I don't I don't know what's what it was a one of our celebrations and uh, that we uh, we Americans have during <laughs> the year and uh, we were having dinner. And um, it was a special time. I don't know whether it was Easter or what. It was something like that. And um, uh, we wanted to get photographs of Neil. Uh, and there was a landing above uh, the, the dining area. And we put Neil up there. And, of course, we were having uh, meat at the, at the dinner. And um, all of a sudden... I guess Neil just thought, I, 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 I'm in for that. And so he, he jumped over the railing and landed on the table. And, of course, the whole table tipped over. And um, all, <laughs> I was at the head of the table, and the table was an oval. And it tipped over, 
and uh, all everything, the wine glasses, the candles, the t- plates, everything came down to my side. This is a full-grown lion at this point. It was a, a full-grown lion. Wow. And um, he just made his point that he wanted to get some of that, some <laughs> of that dinner as well. <laughs> I learned about these cats reading your book, I, and it's fascinating too. I think it, maybe it was the same visit to your house at which point uh, where the, the, the Neil was acting up and the trainer had to take him into the kitchen. Yes. And says, you know, he has to, he has to win. The trainer makes himself tall yes. and tries to intimidate the cat. And, and there's something in the book. Explain that to our listeners because it's fascinating. Well, there, yeah, there, uh, when you are working with an animal like that, you have to have uh, a really, really good solid relationship with that animal. And that had, animal has to understand that he is not, he is not the power that the human is. And, um, uh, uh, they um, they got into a fight in our kitchen. That's amazing. Yeah, and it, all of a sudden the, the the trainer slammed the door shut. Uh, we had two different doors to go to the kitchen. Both doors slammed, and then all of this ruckus was going on in there. And then finally it died down. And um, uh, as as um, they were walking out the door and out the front door, I was kind of right behind them. And I heard the trainer say to Neil, the lion, why did you act like that? They're very nice people. (laughs) 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 I I got a whole different look at that whole relationship. I thought, does Neil understand (laughs) what he said? Uh, It was just amazing. Talking to him like a child. Yeah. Yeah. And is that whole thing like kind of like the alpha male with uh, where the, you know, like with dogs or a lot of animals like that, you have to show that you're the superior, you're the one in charge, the well, leader. You, yeah, that that is certainly is what you attempt to do with uh, with uh, any of the great cats. Yeah, the trainer. And, uh, the trainer says in the book that he had to win that showdown because if he'd yes. lost it, he had to end the relationship with the cat. That's right. Because he would never feel he would never feel safe again. He would never feel like he was in control That's again. Right. Yes. And then we have to ask you about Roar, which is absolutely fascinating, as I was just alluding to before. And uh, it's interesting because at the time, if I and, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, at the time you and your husband uh, who made the film, you, you were you were trying to show there was a part of you at least that was trying to show that humans and these cats could coexist, could live together. Mm-hmm. But over the years, do I have this right? You came to change your position on that. I definitely changed my position on it. They are apex predators. They have instincts that can never be removed. And um, uh, you know, all the, the people who work with the animals, uh, with the lions and tigers, and all of that, um, uh, it's a, a very specific relationship that they have with those animals, and they always. The human always has to win, right? And uh, uh, it's um, it's a precarious business to be in, to say the least. So you and your husband at the yeah. time embarked on this what became an eleven year odyssey <laughs> to to bring this story, this passion project of yours, to the screen, which was later called Roar. But it's yes. it's fi- it was finally completed, and I have to tell our listeners, I mean, it's fascinating. Uh, on well, a lot if you of can, levels. If you, 
I, I think it is too. Yeah. Yes. I mean, not just for the obvious reasons, not just for the, the you know, the, the way it, the way it was, uh, it, it was sold. And it recently was in the South, South by Southwest Film Festival in, mm-hmm. in 2015. I mean, it was a little bit, in, in a sense, it was rediscovered, but the injuries on the set, Jan de Bont, who went on to direct Speed and, and Twister, was, was injured, required 200, 220 stitches to put his head back together. But the, yeah. that's fascinating on, on, on one level. But to, to watch it and to see you guys just coexisting with these animals that were untrained. Yes, they were. Because you couldn't find enough trainers in California. No, we couldn't. <laughs> It's a fascinating piece of work. I mean, it's terrifying. <laughs> no, because all the all, all the trainers had the had the um, uh, the, the the thinking uh, of well, I'm not going to let I'm not going to let my cat work with another cat. It doesn't know they'd kill each other, uh, and um, you know, so uh, all of the animals had to be introduced very very carefully. It was a, a horribly dangerous time for us. Yeah, it really was. It was just crazy. And you were, you were. Uh, was it cherries? The, the the tiger, that 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 bit you. It was a lion, lioness. A lioness. Yes, yeah, she got me in the back of the head. Right. And, and yeah. And Melanie also got hurt. Melanie did as well. She, um, but um, you know, we survived. But it yeah. was crazy. I, crazy, I don't know. To me, time. after the first injury, I would have been out of there. <laughs> I think a lot of people would have been. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, I understand your thinking there <laughs> completely. <laughs> it, it is a wild. I heard, I heard a film critic describe it as, as saying it makes Apocalypse Now look like a children's birthday party. I mean, which no, is a great line. I, I, I watched it. I couldn't tear myself away from it. It's kind of like the real Jurassic Park in a way. Well, it kind of was that way. Yeah. I mean, it's a but, family you know, film. Yes, it is a family film, and uh, I hope the whole audience got the idea of do do not do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're very you're very brave. I mean, Melanie was brave. How old was Melanie? She was a teen. She was a yeah. She was in her teens. Yeah, and you and your and your husband got gangrene. No, and, no, 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 no. No, I did. Oh, you did. I did. He he didn't. I did. Um, it was in on my on my on my uh, my right leg. I still have a scar from it. Wow! But there are there are two different kinds of gangrene. I learned all about this. Uh, there are <laughs> two amazing. different kinds of gangrene. There's the black gangrene and the green gangrene. And what you want is the black one because that won't isn't you don't have to have your limb cut off, which is was really good news for me. Yeah. And and what yeah. was it like when the doctor said that word gangrene? It's chilling. It's it's frightening because this is a word that we have all heard and uh, and not in good situations. Yeah, how many animals were there? There are over a hundred animals in the film. I think close to that. Yeah, sure. And an elephant. Yeah, and or two an elephants. Elephant. We had two elephants. Yes, right. Right. Yeah, Timbo it, and Kura. Right. Was it Timbo that injured you? Oh, he didn't injure me. Injure me. I fell. I fell off of him. I see. And on my way down, my my leg got caught between his tusk and his trunk. And when he put his trunk down, my leg was in between. That's what the problem was. Right. So that I mean, and there's so much in the book that happens. I mean, there were floods. There were. I mean, the the things that befell the making of this movie. 
you could write a book about. I think you. I think oh, you did absolutely. a. You did a TV special or, or, or a documentary about <laughs> about the making of it. <laughs> yes, we it's did. absolutely fascinating. I urge our listeners yeah. to check it out. It's dis- it's it's disturbing and and at the same time it's beautiful in a way because you really see these animals having yeah, their well, run of know, the place. You know the 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 wonderful thing that uh, came out of this movie was. Uh, the Shambhala Preserve. Yes. And where we rescue big cats that have been born in the United States to be sold as a pet or for financial gain. And, uh, uh, it, you know, it got so bad that I was saying, why doesn't our country, why doesn't the United States have laws against these animals being born? They're apex predators. Why are they being born to be sold as a pet? And I put a bill, bill together and uh, took it to my congressman and he said, it'll never fly, Tippy, because it's such a big business. And I said, well, we We've got to try. And uh, I got the bill passed. Oh, congratulations. It's called, Big, it's called Big Cats and Public Safety Protection Act. And I think it was 2003 that it was passed. And since then, the numbers of big cats being born and to be sold as pets has diminished tremendously. That's wonderful. So I'm, I'm and and, and tell us, and we'll, and we'll do this again just before we wrap, but tell us how people can, can support both the Roar Foundation and also Shambhala? Oh, well, you can look us up on our website, which is Shambhala, S-H-A-M-B-A-L-A dot org, O-R-G. And, um, you know, it's the national debt to keep the place going because those cats are not, uh, they're not inexpensive. They eat a lot. And it's all, <laughs> they eat a lot and, and uh, it's all meat, you know, and... Um, uh, beef, and uh, we have a ten thousand pound freezer, which we incredible. Keep. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge, huge thing we do. I hope you'll come out and visit us. I would love to. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if Gilbert a, will probably wait in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be perfectly safe, Gilbert. Do do not fear. <laughs> b- b- brag a little bit about your good work, uh, Tippy. Do you have any idea of how many animals you've rescued? In the time you've been uh, doing this, you know, I don't. You know, something I don't know, Ballpark? and I don't really even no. know how I could find out. Really? Um, uh, yeah, uh, because there's been so many that, uh, and so many of them were in the movie, and uh, and not all of them. Uh, we couldn't use all of them because they were too dangerous. You know, so we became literally a rescue uh, during the filming of this movie. I learned something else about you in the book, too. I did not know that Tippy, I, uh, your real name is Natalie. Nathalie. Nathalie. With an H. Nathalie. So Tippy is what? It's a nickname? My daddy just couldn't call me Nathalie. He just couldn't do it. So he started calling me Tupsa, which is a Swedish term of endearment. Tupsa. T-U-P-S-A. And then it came around to being Tippy. Tips and then Tippy. And, um, yeah, and that works. Yes. I can't, <laughs> I can't. It serves you. Nathalie is, I don't think I am the Nathalie type. I can't I, even say it. You know? <laughs> isn't it funny the twists and turns a life takes? Because you talk in the book about yes. how you just, you wanted to be a figure skater. Oh, desperate. I still do. <laughs> There's still I time. Still <laughs> yeah, it's still time. And 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 you became a world famous actress and animal activist. It's a it's a yeah. strange journey. It is 
life does that to you, and I'm I'm thrilled for my life. I I love my life. I love what I've been able to go. I love the traveling that that uh, I've been able to do, and the people that I've met, and uh, and the best of uh, part of it is the Shambhala Preserve, of course, with the. We we brought up Melanie. Let's 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 talk about her a little bit, if we can. You 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 said you never encouraged her to be an actress. No, I've I've never I've never encouraged anybody any anybody to be anything because I think it's it should be the choice of that person uh, of what they want to do and what they want to be. And uh, it was a surprise to me when Melanie said that she wanted to become an actress. And she's had a I wonderful career. I really was career. surprised. Oh, indeed. Yes. And yes. she, at one point, uh, got married, and you were you were against it. She got married to who's best known for Miami Vice, Don Johnson. Yes, she did. Well, uh, first of all, they were, they were both too young uh, to to be getting married, and. Uh, uh, it it it. I was just saddened by it more than anything. Yeah, and, and then it it didn't work out. Um, it didn't. But you have but you have a wonderful granddaughter. Yeah, indeed I do. Yes, and now she's a big Dakota, star. Dakota is a huge star. Yes. So it's a I whole acting dynasty. It really is a dynasty. It's like the Barrymores now. <laughs> yeah, I have I have created a dynasty. That's a nice thing to say. <laughs> I have created a dynasty. <laughs> Mel- Melanie is is you know she's had a wonderful career and not just I mean yes. people talk about Working Girl obviously she's very good in a film you're in too Pacific Heights. Yes, I, I'm just a blink in it. Yeah, that's all right. And yeah. she's also in a film. She was very young at the time, and it's a favorite of mine. And that's Night Moves. Oh, Night Moves with, with Hackman. Hackman. Isn't that a good one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she's done amazing things, and she's um, uh, she's one of the best moms I've ever I've ever encountered. She has been so terrific with her children. That's nice. It's been amazing. Something yeah, wild so is another performance her. I like a lot with oh, her and Jeff yes. Daniels. Yes. Yeah. And and most importantly, she was on Hollywood Squares with me. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> was she? I didn't know that. Yeah. She was Are on Hollywood Squares with me. Why didn't she tell me she was going to be on that? Oh. <laughs> That's fun. I didn't I didn't know. Yeah. Oh was, yeah. When was this? <laughs> oh God. When when was That's those a long time years ago. that I was on that show? What do you remember about some of these uh some of these projects? Uh I'm looking from my list here, Tippy. Uh, you're very funny on Dream On, a show a show oh, I like. Oh, wasn't that fun? Yes. You played Wendy Malick's oh, mother. I did, and that was fun. And, and Wendy Malick is a fun lady too. What do you, What do you remember? <laughs> uh, we uh, now I'm, we're asking you to go way back here, and we're, we'll we'll wrap it up soon. But this is fun for us. We love Ben Gazzara. Do you remember about making Run for Your Life with Ben Gazzara? Yeah, I do. One of Gilbert's favorite so. actors. Yeah, I yeah. always enjoyed oh, him. Yeah, and he's a he's a wonderful actor, a great actor. Gone now a, a number of years. Yeah, which is sad. And that was one of those. Uh, uh, we did a whole show on that, those running shows, along mm-hmm. with the fugitive. Oh yeah, because it was a run for your life was kind of a fugitive uh, knockoff. There yes. were a lot of them mm-hmm. in those days. Yeah, there you were. You worked with so many great actors too over the years. I did. 
Yeah, it's been a hell of a run. Yeah. I think so. What, you're, you're fond of a movie you made called I Woke Up Early the Day I Died. <laughs> well, just that <laughs> title is great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then you're in Citizen Ruth and, yeah. and Citizen I Heart Huckabees, two movies Ruth. I like a lot. Yeah, I do too. You, I, I've heard strange stories of the director. Oh, David Russell. Yeah. David O. Russell. I've heard some horror stories about him. Really? Yeah. Oh, tell me. I haven't you, heard any. You had no problem with him then. No. Oh. I think he had a couple of run-ins with George Clooney and, and Lily Tomlin, rather yeah. Fam- famously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We're not to tell tales out of school, but what the hell. <laughs> 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 and t- could you oh, talk okay. a little bit, uh, uh, Tippy, just rem- tell us anything you remember about the Harrod Experiment, which is another wild movie? Uh, well, the Herod Experiment... Uh... Uh, that's where we met Melanie and I met Don Johnson. Right, right. That's how that whole thing happened. But she, it's you and James Whitmore. Uh-huh. And an interesting cast Gilbert would appreciate. Ted Cassidy. Wow. Was in it? Yes. Do you remember that, him? That man was tall. Yes. And Bruno, a young Bruno and Kirby so, is in it. Oh, geez. And Fred Willard what? and Billy Saluga. <laughs> The Ace Trucking I I know this is like weird memory lane, Tippy, but this is the kind Uh of stuff we talk about on this show. And Billy Saluga. We love character actors. Billy Saluga, wasn't he, uh, well, you can call me Ray, and you can call me Jay, but you don't have to call me Johnson. That's the guy. And even by today's standards, a bold movie, Uh The Harrod Experiment. Yeah, it was. And we should get Saluga on this show. We'll have to get yeah. him. And, and, and one last thing about Hitchcock is, and, and I, I found this kind of touching um, uh, in the book, too, is that, that for everything that you went through uh, and this, this mistreatment, if you will, or this, uh, at the very least, unprofessionalism, mm-hmm. you, you, you did feel uh, you did attend his, his service. I did. Yeah, I mean, the man was one of the most prominent director, uh, producer directors in the business. Um, uh, you know, the the, the fact that that um, uh, he made my life a little bit uncomfortable, and and that had to be straightened out. But that is legion. I mean, I if I if you if you if you. Uh, uh, just said, I'm not going to have anything to do with anybody who has pulled those cards. Of course. Uh, you probably wouldn't have too many friends in the world, uh, which is kind of sad. But uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, it was just a, a, a sad thing that that happened that I didn't want to be involved in. And uh, I solved that problem immediately. So... And after Marnie, and after you, after you, you parted company, after the film wrapped, you, 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 you never spoke a word again. Uh, I don't believe we did. No. Did you stay in touch with with Alma and his daughter at all? No. Not not at all. And no. and after the divorce, your your daughter's divorce, years later, Don Johnson went over to you and apologized to you. I think. Yes, he did. Yes. Well, that's sweet. Yeah. Was well, he... Don uh, Don is is uh, um, and his family are close to Melanie and and her family. It's a it's a 
it's a really good thing. You know, they're they're good friends and and uh, it's really wonderful. How do you feel about being the matriarch of an acting dynasty? Good. <laughs> I feel very good about it. It's a cool thing. <laughs> and it the is idea cool. that your yeah. granddaughter, aside from other movies, was in like the most talked about movie of Fifty Shades of Grey. Like that's one of those movies everybody was discussing. Yeah. She's quite good in it too. It's difficult it seems like it's a difficult role. Well, she's a she's an extremely good actress. She's excellent. I haven't seen the movie. I oh. haven't seen it yet. Okay. I'm I'm going to see it one day. Oh, I am. oh, I see it. oh it's one of those. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet and that's okay. Well, we have to plug the book again because it's a it, it's an engrossing read. Tippy, a memoir, <laughs> and and it's it's quite a ride. I I will urge our uh, you know, of course if our listeners haven't seen the birds or Marnie, shame on you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where have you been? Where have you been? Yeah. And did you draw those little birds on the book cover? I did, well, you know, I, when when I first did, did my first movie. And I went to one of those, oh, I don't know whether it was a screening or something, but all, you know, the fans are out there and they want your autograph and all of that. And on one of them, I put a, a bird. I mean, just that little, just the, the two wings, you know, and um, uh, didn't think anything more about it. And the next time I went to one of those events and the fans were there uh, and again, the autographing uh, I signed my name, and he said, "Where are the birds?" <laughs> it had, it it apparently it just traveled right through the, all the fans, and uh, so now I can I have to put the birds on. <laughs> I have to. The pressure's I mean, on. My now. signature isn't my signature without the birds. They're all over the book. They're on the cover. They're starting <laughs> each paragraph. There was one yeah. bird that you got close to that you had. I mean, not uh, buddy. So, yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Was oh, he, he was a, a, a crow? very handsome. No, a raven. A raven. No, we didn't have any crows in there. We had all ravens. It was just beautiful. And he became such a good friend. He'd uh, come hopping. He was the uh, he was the the bird that uh, Ray Berwick, the late Ray Berwick, who was the bird trainer, uh, would use for all of the close up things that had to be done. And um, um uh, but he would come hopping up into my dressing room, and he'd hop up onto my dressing table and throw all the makeup around, and and then he'd sit on my shoulder, and then he'd hop onto my top of my head, and we became very, very close. It was a really sweet relationship. It's, I liked him. Yeah, it's it's a, a given given everything you went through. It it. it <laughs> It, yeah. Can you watch those films? Is it too painful now? Can you sit oh, and watch The Birds no, or Marnie? No, no. Of course I can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Good for you. We have a friend. He's a comedian, uh, Tippy, named Mario Cantone. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. Did you ever watch the show Sex and the City? I did, yes. I have seen Okay, several. so he was, the, uh-huh. he was Charlotte's friend, the wedding planner. Ah. Anyway, the point I'm getting to is he does an absolutely wonderful routine about the birds, which I'm going to send you. Oh, how cute. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> that you're going you're gonna to eat up with a spoon. Okay. It's about I'd a five-minute like scene uh, that he does from – he did a, a one-man show on Broadway about the birds, and it's so specific to the movie. Wonderful. And, and if you've never seen it, I think you'll love it. I'd like to have it. Thank you. And I, I just got a flashback with Marnie – 
that the yeah. gimmick in the movie was that when you'd see red, the whole screen would turn red. Yeah. Wasn't that good? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Sean Connery pay you a compliment? Do I have this right? That he said that... He uh, did. Yes, he I did. do deep I... research. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. What did he say? Boy, what did he say? Well, Can you share yeah, it with us? He was, he was being interviewed, you know, and... Uh, I guess he was asked the question, who do you think are the you know best actors in uh, in Hollywood? And um, and uh, he said, well, I think they're all kind of all the, pretty much the same, uh, except maybe Tippi Hedren. And I, I, I have that little thing framed. Wow. I've got it framed. Praise from yeah. Caesar, as they say. Yes. How nice. I was very honored. You're not from Los Angeles, Miss Edgar. Insurance is only pronounced insurance in the South, and that's where you're from. Where? Around here? You're a cold, practiced little method actress of a liar. I can't help it. It would appear not. I don't mean that. I mean, I wasn't born in California. I was born in Richmond, Virginia. My father deserted us when I was a baby. My mother and I lived in Richmond until I was seven. And then we moved to California where mother could get work in the airplane factories. That's the truth, I swear it. Well, Mr. Gottfried, yeah. we'll let this lady get on to her many commitments, but well, we're going to plug the book again. <laughs> plug the book. Oh, thank Tippy. <laughs> Tippy, a memoir. Yeah. It's terrific. And there's a great picture of you on the back holding, I don't know if you can see, is that Buddy? Yes, Buddy. That's Buddy <laughs> on your arm. That's him. That's and him. do you want to give a plug to your um, charities again? Oh, I do. I, I If... Uh, uh, you will look up uh, shambala.org, S-H-A-M-B-A-L-A dot O-R-G, and uh, find out when the Shambhala Preserve is open. And if you will send us all your money, um, <laughs> we're, a, we're, a, we're a nonprofit organization, and with all those that meet those lions and tigers eat, it's no wonder it's nonprofit. How, how far uh, from L.A. is the, is the, is the preserve? Uh? Oh, it depends on the traffic, but um, generally uh, we say it, it's an hour drive. Okay. So we, we say we're going to do some shows out there eventually, uh, Tippy, some of these podcasts. And if we come out okay. there, you'll you'll give Gilbert and I a tour of the... Of course. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll of be course. back in my hotel. <laughs> oh, you sissy. <laughs> what what'd she call him? I called him a sissy. <laughs> That's an honor. Never been You've called been called a sissy, a sissy before, by Tippy Hedrick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a career. That's a career highlight. Oh, you can put that on your. Uh, That'll be you know. my resume. <laughs> Tippy, we were thrilled when we heard you agreed to do this, and it was a thrill for us. Well, it's been a, a wonderful interview. I think it's the best I've ever had. Thank you. Seriously, that's oh, so thanks. sweet yes. of you. It's that's really the first fun, time a woman think? ever said that yeah. to me. <laughs> that's the best I've ever had. Maybe the last. <laughs> the book is called Tippy. It's a wonderful read. Uh, I urge our listeners to get it and and watch Roar because it's an absolutely fascinating experience. Also, go on YouTube because there's videos of you uh, at Shambhala uh, yes. giving giving little tours, video tours, and explaining yeah. what happens there and introducing us to the animals. Yes. And in wrapping up, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this has been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and we've been talking to the great Tippi Hendry. <laughs> Thank you. Who called me a sissy. <laughs> <laughs>
I did say I was the newspaper. best she's ever had. That's okay, because you just <laughs> called her Tippy Hendren. How's uh, oh, that right? <laughs> oh, did you really? Did you did you put an N in there? Where now it's you're not even. Supposed to be? Okay. <laughs> Tippy Hendren. <laughs> That's it. Tippy, thanks for this. This was thank a treat. Our, our listeners will love it. Oh, thank you. So go buy um, Tippy and take her home with you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 